A Friday night doubleheader to get the round underway. Richmond by 24 points over Geelong. By the time that was done, Gold Coast was already 50 points up on West Coast over in Perth. It probably hurt the idea at play if we're being really honest. Jared Waitley with you. David King is with me. Hello, Kingy. Hey, G. They're back, Jared. They're back. <laughs> it's uh, it was an amazing performance last night from the Tigers, and we're, we're all waiting to write them off. I think everyone's just ready to just put a line through them. It was an elimination final, as you called it last night, brilliantly. They just they just have a, a know how of how to win games of footy, and, and it, it, it had been a tough start to the year for them. They got Geelong at the right time with a few outs, and you've got to you do have to mention that because it was a factor. But when their big boys flex. Gee, they're good to watch. Bolton, Martin, Cochin, um, Rioli was was significant, and then they just have the worker beast. They're back. I know there's a long way to get back into the the eight, and what that means, who knows? Are they a contender? Most people would say no, but if they limped into eighth, if they finished, you'd be incredibly unlucky to play the Tigers in a first final if you've had a pretty good year and finished fifth, Sellers. But uh, look, that is them. That is how they play, and they are difficult to beat and difficult to play against when they play like that. Four for Dusty, three for Cochin, two for Jack mm. against their 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 most bitter rival mm. during the period. It was all rather perfect. Mark McClure, hello. How are you guys? How are you? Okay, I'm fine. I'm sitting here waiting for an, uh, a barrage of uh, Carlton questions. Yeah, you'll get them. <laughs> I think I might. I don't know how I'm going to answer them, but I'll just uh, I'll just have a go. <laughs> What do you want me to start already? Uh, no, no, you can hold no, it back. No. What did you think last night? Oh, I actually quite enjoyed the Tigers playing back. They went back to their old times where they uh, and they and they kicked well. And I mean, the opposition kicked poorly. That was a difference in the game, really, in a sense. Plus, they had put in a lot of kids. They had Bruin. They had Holmes. They had thirty-nine games. They had thirty-six and thirty-nine. And then they got Simpson has twenty-three. And Dempsey's played four, you know. And then you got. Uh, uh, Nevitt, who's played six, you know, I mean, that's a very inexperienced bunch, and, and that's okay. That's not a big deal for me. But the Tigers looked anxious. They looked, uh, they didn't look anxious. They just looked like they wanted to control the game. They did control the game. They continued to bash them up and, and put them in the right spot, and they scored well. That's more the point. They had uh, they had less scoring shots and won the game. So that's a pretty good effort. And Sam Edmonds, it's been a big week, oh, hasn't it, Sam? Massive news week. But I've gone down the movie analogy path like Kingy. I, I went straight to Henry Frankenstein, the the ageless comment. It's alive, it's moving, it's alive. Because footy's yellow and black monster might just be alive again, uh, Jared. And, and Damien Harwick did say last night in his press comments, the players can feel a little bit of that heartbeat coming back. It was a Richmond game. Smashed in clearance, smashed in contest, but a transition blitzkrieg. They were very impressive last night. Can they make the eight? Yes. Of course they can. Of course they can. You'd be a fool to write them off because they're just finding their feet and they do this at the start of seasons every year. They try and... They well, round try nine. And, Ten. Well, the start of season was where they were poor. They've been all right the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they have, yeah, I agree. So you can, you can count it as round nine. But I think their last... I think their last month's been pretty good. And it's just a matter of who you play and, and how good they're going and, and whether they're healthy or, or whatever. It's more it's more when you play them than who you play. But their game last night, you're spot on. Nine goals from the defensive half. Mm. Every time the ball was on the ground, you went, oh, hello, here they yeah. come. And the swarm starts. <clears throat> in, in fairness, Geelong, I know a lot of people don't subscribe to expected scoring. Right? But if you break it down to a quarter of football, Geelong should have led by two goals. On, on every metric you want to you want to have a look at, it, it should have been a two goal lead, and it was a it was a, they trailed by three I think seventeen points. So in the end, that's the game. 
they didn't take their opportunities. They allowed Richmond to gather some energy and momentum through some scoreboard reward, and and then they stayed in the fight long enough to continue to score, and the big boys flexed. But um, when Dustin Martin, and we had a laugh at some of the stuff that he does, he, he walks around the ground and all of a sudden the ball finds him, he knocks it through for a goal. But when he's invested like this, he, I think his emotion carries the group. And then you see Rioli get involved. And then you see, you know, the old warrior in Cochin just say, you know what, I'm still here, I'm still kicking, I'm still going to do what I do. And just that class in the Ford 50. And, and Shea Bolton, oh, the tiny dancer, he, he, he just does some things where he can, he can engage five players from the opposition, which leaves you four free on the outside. He did that, I reckon, six times for the game. Mm. And, and all six hit the scoreboard. So they, 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 this is what they've got. This is why they went and got Hopper and Taranto, so they could spin those guys forward a bit more. So maybe we're just starting to see Damien work out what the mix is. Well, Hopper they might not have for a little while. So that's calf awareness in the first quarter, and then obviously withdrawn from the game. He's going to miss some football, there's no doubt. So he'll be scanned on, on that today. But it's a strain of sorts. Dan Rioli, they say, okay, with that ankle. He was magnificent, Damien Harwick's son. They did toy uh, earlier this year with putting him forward again, uh, almost uh, going back to the future, but they stuck with him. And Jaden Short's the other one. Just real bang for buck. 750 metres gained or whatever. Mm. So they took the ground. Uh, if you kicked uh, two goals seven to six goals in the first quarter, you got a really good big battle on your hands. And that's what happened. They had, they had nine shots at goal to six and they were miles behind in that area. And then they had to fight the Cats and they didn't have enough weapons in the end. They ran out of them. They had lots of young kids who just started, you know, threes and six games and four games and, and uh, you know, all those sorts of things, 23 games. And they just weren't as powerful. So once you, you bust the first quarter, it's a big climb back. When they what? get some confidence, the Tigers. Yep. They got the confidence and they just kept bashing them. It was all over there. So what happened in defence? Flosten's always so good against Geelong. Rioli got away. So Bolter used his athleticism against Hawkins. So he got out-muscled early and there were a few tremors there. And he, he is Noah Bolter, so you have to take a, just a few moments mixed in. <laughs> a bit of frosty well. about, a bit of frosty <laughs> about Bolter, isn't not it? Not quite full-on frost ball, but he just does have those tendencies. And broad on Cameron worked yeah, for I, them. That was the I couldn't stop watching that that battle. And and Damien touched on him in the post match. He said, you know, he missed four weeks and you have a look at the type of player that he plays on, mm. that type of player's got us in all those games and the, and they end up being losses. So this is what we're talking about. The competition is so even. So to to make grand statements and we make them. This is this is what we do for a living and you're trying to get ahead of the curb one player out has a massive impact on the neck on the next role. So even Chris Scott talked about it last night. He said, look, you take Dangerfield out of the midfield. Okay, we put another player in there, but we lose three goals. It's as simple as that because the next guy coming in, he's not at that level. He's not expected to be. You just know that's the case, but you lose three goals. So it, it's tough. But Broad, Broad's um, match-up with, with um, Jeremy, yeah, mm. he, he just wasn't a threat. Even in the forward 50, I've never seen him look so... Uh, impotent in, in in the forward half of the ground. Like, he gave him some opportunities, 60, 70 from goal, but nothing really, well, really yeah, close I like to the, goal. I like the fact that he was matched up on him, but a lot of the time he actually wasn't matched up on him. If there was a stoppage, he just said, well, you can have that extra. I'm going back to the... And a couple of times Cameron just kicked it right to him. They were happy to sacrifice you know, um, that match-up at the stoppage, knowing that Richmond's chaos game was in full flow at that stage and that anything he was going to get was going to be rushed. It was an interesting little standoff, that one. It's a hard way to play, though, Sellers, isn't it? When you, We've got to sort of keep an eye. So you're broad. Yep. You know he's 50 metres from yeah. you, and you know he's going to track the goal and probably get a possession in the chain on the way in. 
So it's a, it's a, a, a job for an experienced campaigner to, to know how to navigate that situation. It's a difficult job, really difficult job, because it's your fault if he gets it and, get, and wins, kicks the goal. So mm. that's the big deal. But you need to have some support there and, 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 and teamwork to, to actually help you out. You can't just do it on your own. You've got 17 other blokes who have to have to kick in as well at different times. Block him, push him, do things that make him feel uncomfortable. And I think they did a really good job on that last night. But Bolter's played better games. I've seen him play some unbelievable games. And we, we talked about him, I reckon, 18 months ago, like he was going to be the next big thing. It hasn't panned out that way. It hasn't been as smooth a sailing as what they would have hoped and he would have hoped. And he's looked really vulnerable at stages this year. That's as good as he's looked for quite some time that last three quarters. He looked unbeatable, didn't he? Yep. And and Hawkins, he made Hawkins look a little bit like he looked in the first two weeks rather than the last six. Um, so it, it was it was a big win for Damien because everyone was talking about, okay, we're going to wait for Gibkiss to come. Gibkiss has hardly played. Like, he, he might be a very good player, but he's not going to be the minute he comes back. And Tarrant's played a lot of footy. He's not the answer in 18 months' time. So they need these these the pairing of... Um, yeah, you know, Bolter and, and even Broad's got a fair bit of footy left in him, but they needed to see Bolter do it as a as a fullback type on a big body. So it was a big win for the Tigers last night. The uh, so ninth game for Samson Ryan. He was you could, good. You could watch him grow yeah. into his career. I thought last night he was good, Kingy. He really did. I like him. He moves well too, and he got his hands on the ball a couple of times. And he's he's kicking actually. At times was you couldn't fault. So. We'll show some vision tomorrow night when we get a chance. When you when you actually get a chance to see and have a look at what what this guy does, it's the beauty of what he does is not necessarily marking the ball. Richmond only want the ball on the ground. So Radigali was was fantastic last night. The game revolved around. I thought he was great. If if he marks it, Rich Geelong are okay. If he doesn't, and it gets to the ground, then there's then it's it's a Richmond chaotic game. They love that. They love that play. Cochin gets involved. You got the the lesser lights there. Dusty there. Bolton there. So once it hits the deck, Geelong are in panic mode, and I don't think that they're necessarily quick enough to recover and get to a man or get to the footy as a back six. But that's a discussion for a different day. So I thought Ryan's ability to bring it to ground when it wasn't necessarily his matchup at times. Jack, Jack was Jack. Jack's we, we love we love what Jack's doing at the moment. Just competing. And every now and then he'll bob up and take a mark. This other makes he makes some. Was it his? Was that? Was he their best player? Almost in a sense to cover up, but went down back. He was oh, by far. He was terrific. Yeah, mm. I thought he was sensational. He, the only, Jack got a goal. I'll show this tomorrow. You can't if you've got a big matchup. If you're the centerpiece of the back six, like Asava has become. I know Tom Stewart is is that player, but he had his hands full with a bit of Dusty and mm. and others down there. You you you've got to be sixty meters removed from the footy. So you can intercept mark that ball coming forward. He got stuck on the mark. And I hate when intercept markers get stuck on the mark. The ball went forward and Jack outmarked Tom Stewart. And I go, what, Asava, what are you doing, man? What stand. You- stand, <laughs> David. Jared Healy picked this in the yeah, exact moment that it happened. Right. And he, I've forgotten the, the word that he used, but... It was something like, just get some scumper to stand the mark. Scumper. <laughs> He's stolen that from me, scumper. That's a Robbie Lumsdenism. As a mate of mine, start calling players scumpers. I thought, that's not bad. Um, yeah, scumper. Um, he was good. It, you can't, it's just little things. So Chris Scott's talking about little things after the game. I think that's what he's talking about. Like, I'm trying to find... When, when a coach says little things, you're, you're trying to find out what he's talking about. What, what do you mean by little things? You're not going to tell us. But that, that's a goal you, you shouldn't give up. So that's a that's a coaching lesson for him during the week. Absolutely. That, that you know, when you've only played 
what, a handful of games down back. You learn you, that won't happen again to Asaba. So, well, how do you know? But you'd well, think you wouldn't have to. Well, you, he wouldn't you'd be think aware. Stewart is stand there. He thinks he's doing the right thing. I know, but so it's the wrong he's, thing. he's made a positive yeah, mistake. But yeah, they're, they're the right. sorts of things that cost them in a, in a four goal game. What were your first impressions of Jai Clark in his last quarter? Yeah, look, they got one. We, 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 Geelong just keep finding them, don't they? They just keep, they just keep um, rolling them out. But oh, he looks tough, doesn't he? That's one thing. He looks. Oh, I don't know. The competition just look at uh, what Geelong do and, and and how they groom these guys ready to come in and impact. They they give them a chance to they give them a chance to to impact immediately. They don't bring them in too early. He's, I don't think he's been rushed in by any stretch. But I mean, the opportunity was there to play him. Um, what do you have in the last quarter? He had half a dozen, I think, in the last quarter. But he's but he's uh, he's going to be good. But he, we knew he was going to be good. He's not exactly Mark Blitzels. He's coming in as a as a top ten pick. His yeah. credentials were, were well known. This is more around how good this draft is, I think. Yeah. So there, there was a school. There was at one stage there was a decrying of this draft and the lead up to it. Oh, the quality in this draft looks exceptional. Yeah. I think. I think recruiters do this to us. They massage opinions so that oh this is very tough to pick this right, draft. So right. when when they if they get it slightly wrong, Sammy, I did tell you it was a tough draft. You know, uh, look the kids coming in are they're, they're all they're, they're getting better every year. They're ready to play. You know, they're 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 a, they're a physical package that you really only have to tinker with rather than rebuild with with most of them. But yeah, you know, that that last quarter, you felt like Geelong were really going to make a charge, and it was it was. Destined to be an arm wrestle at some point in the quarter. I just a couple of big moments, you know. Free kick against Dusty at the end, was it? Gee, a fair bit's been made of that. Yeah, I I don't know. They were still seventeen down at that stage, weren't they, Jared? I think with two and a half to play, so it was a bit, it was a big ask anyway of Geelong. Yeah, I think but, a bit earlier than we'll come back to that. There mm. was a bit earlier than that that the big moments came. Yeah, the big moments came in a rush, didn't they? And, and you know, I don't, I don't like going to the umpiring ones. I like going to the player ones. And, and, and in a way, it's just the same crew. It's the same guys we know that say, no, not, not going to happen. I thought Taranto was significant. He gets a lot of bad raps, Taranto, for his kicking, and, and rightly so. Right? And there's a couple of stinkers again last night, which make me just put my head in my hands. But what he does around the footy, you know, is just terrific. He's tackling, he's harassment, he's constant um, frame in the way, if you like. He's, he's a wide body. He's, he's always there. I thought Ralph Smith was really good late. Did some things that were were important. I uh, wrote down some notes on. Uh, yeah, Bolter was was brilliant. Um, but in the end, your leaders do the job for you, don't they? And for Dusty to kick two or three in the last quarter, I think three in the last quarter, you just go, well, that's that's what we needed. We need the big boy to flex. So Jared Healy's portfolio is in the back. Sam, it always has been. Mm-hmm. He thinks the game's completely lost its way on it, but he's almost run up the white flag. So. One of the game's most senior umpires, Brett Rosebury, yeah. side on. Perfect it's, position. It'd be so interesting to know in the long term whether – so is that a push in the back or is that not a push in the back? I've always found this rule so hard to adjudicate uh, or, or to assess at home and, and obviously to umpire because how do you assess a degree of force when the only reference point you have is, is in this case, how far forward uh, O'Connor throws himself? It, it, it's impossible to judge unless arms are fully extended, but he was more subtle than that. I was just shocked at how much airplay it had got, but this is the age we're living in with footy, aren't we, when it comes to decisions like this? So the rule's not actually there anymore, pushing the back. Well, it is. No, it's not. Well, it is. No, it's totally not. <laughs> And you know that as well as I do, but why don't? So what's the force? And how much force you have to do? And, yeah, and it's, is, there's a degree of. But hey, Tom Hawkins gets away with it at the other end all the time. So perhaps no, he's powerful and he stands. Oh, he's powerful. 
He, he got he, down, down on one. Pretty down on one. He got yeah. down on one yeah. last yeah. night. It was going to be a certain goal. Yeah. So they're, they're, the, they're the little rub of the green, you know, lucky ones you it's, need. It's less but about they, the I'm, game itself. Yeah, it's just more about so where what represents pushing the back these days. Well, it's very hard because, um, you know, as I said, this is Jared Healy's portfolio. <laughs> but if that's not a push in the back, then Sellers is right. It's not there anymore. It's just not there. Uh, what about the beautiful moment between Tom Hawkins and Jack Revolt, whose careers have run in parallel for so long? They signed each other's jumpers and handed them over. That's We've spent that's a lot a of the gesture. week talking about fabric of the game. That's yeah, fabric that's, of the game. That's a great gesture from both of them to stand there. And, and I think, the, is, does that mean that Jack's finished? Uh, yeah. Does that mean that Tommy's finished? So I think ja- I think we know this is Jack's last year. I don't he think hasn't Tom said it in as many words. I think Tom will stay, but yeah. but uh, Jack's been a, an icon of uh, the Richmond side, you know. And how many million goals he's kicked? Is he nine hundred and something? Uh, whatever. They're in the, in the sevens. Sevens, seven mm. hundred and something. They're very it's close, enormous. aren't they? It's yeah, amazing yeah. how close Incredible, the records are yeah. between the two. Oh, look, I liked it. I think it's fine. There's there's a, there's a love between players, and we all know that. Uh, they respect each other, and, and I think that was gave us great respect from the players. And yet, for, for all that, I'm sure we'll come back to Geelong later. They're five and four, the exact same win-loss ratio that they were last year. And he was very philosophical last night, uh, Chris, just on their injury front. Stengel and Brad Close, well, Brad Close, obviously back from suspension. Stengel, he said, a very good chance as well. And he said Jack Henry could be back also as soon as next week also. So that would be a big big boost for them. And they've got uh, a number of players to return, of course. The Friday night wrap for the Stack Team app, the ultimate in team management. We're going to have a word with Jaden Short, who was in our votes last night in the way that they were cast. Uh, a lot happened down back for the Tigers to set them up. So he was instrumental in that. And we will touch on so it. These West Coast games are just so difficult to uh, get a hold of. And the fact that it was a double header, but it was over by the time the, the first game finished. So the overlap killed the game. It might be the most invisible game of the year. I will put that forward as an idea. The Suns by 70 points. We'll give it its due on crunch time as we go.